I'll tell you this, we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligibles podcast. I am Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. He is Hayden Garland. Uh, boys, how's everything going? It's going good. Busy, as always. Yeah. How's your I life, like, Will? I feel like you two are a lot busier than me, and I feel kind of guilty about it. <laughs> <laughs> my my life actually just got a lot easier. I yeah finished up all my audit stuff, like I told y'all last week, and I'm kind of on the on the downward trend of that right now taking next week off so life's about to slow down yeah yeah the uh power move of taking a week off to go nowhere um (laughs) i i kind of i kind of love it i feel like i should do that at some point this year i am going to unplug as hard as you can unplug i'm just turning all of my devices off no notifications no nothing if the plant burns down and i come back on monday and it's there great if not start getting the resume out there huh yeah i I will figure something out somebody contacted me on linkedin the other day about a second shift job so yeah maybe i maybe i look into that who knows was it it deep eddie (laughs) no no i don't know if if it's a joke too far to take (laughs) i would never go never go uh but I'm, i'm doing all right um uh i feel like it's like with the draft, you know, in our rearview mirror, um, it's it's going to slow down quite a bit uh, in terms of football news. I, there's like spring meetings coming up and things like that. Um, the so I looked this up. We talked to last week about the about the transfer portal. It, it did close on Sunday. So um, as of as of today, this is Wednesday, uh, May the third. So if you have not seen someone enter the portal. Uh, you you're not going to see them at this point. They are going to be on the roster they are currently uh, listed on. So, which which is which is fun. Like you don't have to worry about you know your starting tackle getting a wild hair in July right before camp and just piecing out. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, I think I think first let's do draft talk. Um, that's you know the most top of mind and. Uh, Small, small class of, of A&M draftees, uh, but it was really, you know, one way to look at it is it was a 100% hit rate. Like the three guys that left that were eligible to be drafted uh, were drafted. Um, Devon A-Chain, uh, I believe in the, in the third round to the Dolphins, uh, Antonio Johnson in the sixth to the Jaguars, and then Jalen Jones uh, at the top half of the seventh round uh, to the Colts. Um, so Jalen, you know, he, he, he barely snuck in there. Um, I thought he might be, you know, maybe fifth or sixth. Uh, the one that shocked me the most was Antonio dropping to the sixth. Um, I thought he was, you know, if the Cowboys had picked him at like 58, I would have been thrilled. Like, I think he's a, he's a fantastic player and I think he was well thought of by the scouts. So, um, I don't know if it's injury stuff or or something like that. You know, typically when, like, you'll see some guys fall and you're like, oh, like, why is so-and-so falling? Like, you know, he, he was so good in college. And uh, it's just stuff that we don't know about. So, yeah. um, but, you know, obviously ho- hope the best for all three of these guys. Um, 
I think, uh, you know, they'll all have bright futures, but, um, very easy to get excited about, um, about Devon a chain, uh, with the dolphins. Uh, the dolphins now have maybe one of the fastest teams in history with, uh, <laughs> with a chain Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle all on their offense. Um, so like that's, that's super exciting. You know, the head coach there is a very, very modern, uh, very modern offensive mind. So, um, I think it's a great spot for a chain to land. You know, he won't, he won't be the, like the bell cow running back. He's going to be, you know, he may get 10, 12 carries a game and, uh, you know, catch several passes, but, um, I, I think that's a, that's a hell of a place for him to, him to land at. Although I still wish he was a Dallas Cowboy. Yeah. How can you not? I mean, I, I think, I think a chain's going to have a very good career in the NFL. Um, I've just seen, I've seen a lot of guys that were like him that coming into college, everybody questioned like, well, is he a football player? Does he have the size and all that? And then he proves that he is. And then going into the NFL, he gets the exact same questions. Yeah. Well, is, is he a football player? Is he a sprinter? You know? <laughs> and so yeah, I think he'll do fine. Yeah. I think his, like his pass catching ability was, was underrated. Um, and, and honestly, it probably wasn't used enough by us in the offense that we ran, but um, something he can, he can do very well. And uh, I, th I think Pierce has the, the, the name of that coach, uh, Mike McDaniel, man, that's a really big comment. I know, I know it's going to be that big when I put it up there, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Mike McDaniel, the guy that looks like a, you know, uh, a high school senior, that's the head coach at, at Miami. Um, yeah. They definitely got a steal. So um, great pick for them. Um, I know Hayden is uh, is a little a little annoyed that he traded away his first round pick in his, his dynasty league. So, you know, is there any chance a chain falls to you? What's your next? No, pick? no, the two twelve. I I won last year. You know, humble brag. So uh, so, so you're end of both rounds. Well, I had the end of the first round, and then I traded that pick away to get another running back. And yeah, then I would have been the end of the round because uh, dynasty, you don't typically do a snake draft like you do for startup. You just do like the NFL and last goes first and then first goes last. And then you restart the round, just go over and over and over. So, yeah, yeah, I traded my pick and I'm going to just be taking long shots my entire draft now. <laughs> but yeah, no, a chain would have been uh, of all the running backs i think other than you know, obviously you had a uh, gibbs and uh Bijan. Oh, Bijan, yeah i don't know why that name is was escaping me Bijan. <laughs> it's all uh, anybody could talk about for the past i, I past know I, I, that's the only name i've heard <laughs> for the longest time and then there i wanted it um yeah those two and then uh charbonnet was another one that was highly touted but he fell to a spot that wasn't great for fantasy and so i really wasn't thinking about aj and then he fell to where he did. And I'm like, uh, but again, I'm, I'm kind of one of those people where, you know, there's enough people doubting him that I'm like, uh, I don't know for my dynasty team. I don't know if I want it, but no, he'll, he'll yeah. do good. I mean, and that, in that offense, that's going to be a good spot for him. Well, I feel like those other guys, like, especially Mostert, I've had him in fantasy in years past and like, he's not going to be healthy for 17 games, you no. know? Um, so like a chain and, you know, 
some other guys will factor in there. But um, also, like, whenever he got picked, I like someone put it on Twitter, like, hey, like, this is where he won, you know, Orange Bowl MVP when he was a freshman. <laughs> like, he's he's been to that stadium and, and done some big things. So, uh, yeah. that's a great that's a great spot for him. But uh, I, I misspoke earlier and I said uh, A.J. went in the sixth, actually the, the fifth round for Antonio Johnson. But um, I don't know. I think a lot of A&M fans were kind of down in the dumps uh, with this draft just because, you know, like A-Chain, he, he was like mid-third, early third, I think. And, you know, the other guys fell past where they, like, maybe should have expected to go. And the thing is, all three guys left early. Like, you know, maybe maybe Jalen could have come back and improved his stock a bit. And corners of place were kind of hurting out for depth right now. So um, it's, you know, it's 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 not in my wheelhouse to say, oh, he should have come back. Like, that was a stupid decision. Like, hey, you had to do his best for you. And, like, he thought was the best thing for him was to end the draft, and he got picked. So, I mean, it's hard to be too upset with that. But – I think in the future, you know, is I, I hate calling our team a young team, but you know, when, when it fits, you know, you have to acknowledge that. And this team was super young, you know, very few seniors uh, on the team, um, really not that many this this coming year. But um, you know, I think as as that twenty two class you know grows and matures uh, and, and sticks around, you know, through their eligibility. Um, I think you see some some big things in the in the draft, you know, for A and M in the future. Yeah, I I would say my reaction to that would be it, when you go early and you're not on a national championship winning team or contending team, that's kind of expected. Not I wouldn't go so far as to say they shouldn't have left or anything like that, but. I mean, you know that if you're if you're on a five and seven team, that that's going to have some impact on your draft stock. Yeah, I'd imagine you would know that. Um, so I can't say that it, that it shocks me that our guys went lower than what I would have or what might have been expected by the NFL experts, but it doesn't really shock me on that for sure. It. But at the same time, you gotta do what's best for you. They're they're in a good place. Um, happy for them, rooting them on. They're Aggies, and I want them to succeed. So, um, yeah, hope the best for them. I like all three of those guys. I would love to have all three of them back for sure. But yeah, at the same time, that's part of the game. Yeah, and you you kind of wonder, and and not to drag up last season because we've 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 been through enough, but you kind of wonder if you had a season like you had in, you know, 2020, do some of those guys say, Hey, I want to come back and and compete for a title. And I think you've seen that at Alabama. You've seen it at Clemson. uh, You've seen it at Georgia even. And, you know, there's guys like when you, when you make it, when you have a great season and you fall just short and like, maybe you had a really productive year, but you're thinking, Hey, like I could go, to the NFL and you know and, and that and that's all that's that's all well and good or I could come back and really boost my my team's chances uh to win a championship and get a ring oh and now there's this thing called NIL to where you know if you're not a surefire first round pick 
we might be able to match your compensation for that first year <laughs> that you would have in the NFL. So yeah, um, there, there's, there's that factor too, but um, yeah, I, the, the one position I will never ever blame for leaving after three years is running back. Like they mm -hmm. are so, you know, devalued by the NFL. Now they're short, their, their shelf life is the shortest by far. So um, guy like a chain guy like Travion Williams, guy like Isaiah Spiller, you know, get your three years in, do the best you can here at AM and then go, you know, kill it in the NFL. So, um, speaking of Travion, I think he may get the chance to start for the Bengals this year. Um, I know P. Ryan moved on, and I know Mixon, his status is uh, kind of TBD with his uh, issues he's got going on. So, um, Travion's been, been behind those two guys since he got drafted, and it uh, could be his time to, to, to really shine. And I mean, the, the the Bengals are badass. I mean, they got Joe Burrow and uh, the whole offense going. So it, it'd be cool to see him, you know, get some reps and and be in the spotlight. But that, that's that's Professor Travion Williams for uh, those of you at home. But <laughs> he's the he's the NIL professor at uh, at the Texas law or the, at the AM Law School. <laughs> um, but uh, real quick, um, you know, Hayden, you're a big uh, NFL guy, big fantasy guy. Um, sure. Anything, <laughs> um, anything stand stand out to you or, uh, or or catch your eye with the draft? Um, I mean, I'm just gonna be parroting a lot of what I've heard so far. But like Bijan going that early is a little surprising with the way that the NFL drafts running backs, and sure. it's great for fantasy players and the Falcons got a great player, but at the same time, like they broke all the rushing record or their franchise rushing records last year with, uh, and I am really bad with uh, names Al tonight. Uh, is it Algier? Yeah. Tyler Algier. They broke all those records with him and now they get Bijan and I'm sure Bijan's going to just destroy all those records uh, yeah. because the Falcons coach loves to run. So like from a, roster construction standpoint did you really need another running back maybe maybe you want to go out and get Bijan. and i get that but i yeah shocked but not you know that's a good spot for him and then almost same thing for gibbs it's not a really good spot they went out and signed david montgomery and then uh the lions did and then go ahead and draft him and again it's great for fantasy but as far as nfl goes not not the best choice yeah. of uh, i mean I, I love back. me some Dan Campbell, but uh, Dan Campbell's out here drafting like it's 1999. <laughs> he took, they had two first round picks and he took a running back and an inside linebacker. <laughs> I mean, uh, but hey, you know, that's, that's what they want to do. That's their brand. You know, like he's a, he's a tough, hard nosed guy and uh, he wants to run the ball and, and stop the run. So, I mean, and then they, like they ended up getting, you know, some good value in their, in their later picks. So um, I've always been, a little partial to the lions just because they were so bad. Um, and they were great, you know, back when the NFL first started and they just kind of stunk ever since. Um, but now they got, you know, they got Dan Campbell at the, at the helm. And I think, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, it's super cool of them to be, you know, doing a little bit better. So um, they're kind of like my, my second, my second team behind the Cowboys, but um, did, did, did the, the smoke screen by, by Houston, did that throw you off at all of them? Like, Oh, we're not picking Stroud. We're taking a defensive guy, and then they pick Stroud, and then they trade up to three, 
and get Will Anderson too. Yeah, I actually love that from them. And I want to come back to that. But on the on the Lions, did you see that video of the Lions war room after they drafted uh, Jameer Gibbs? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, they all went <laughs> berserk. I was like, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. anyways, Imagine if no. Bijan had fallen. Like, they would have. Oh, God. <laughs> they would have wow. had a freaking party in there. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I... I I wasn't following the Houston's pre-draft too much, um, but I think they got a good quarterback in Stroud, and I, I, I'm happy that they took him there. I think he's going to do, you know, well. Um, there was all all the pre-draft news that he was scoring poor on whatever test, but I don't really, I don't think anybody knew that that test existed until last week. So I had never even heard of it. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not. If it was around before this year, it's. I, I don't believe you because I've, I've never heard it mentioned ever until the last couple of weeks. Some, somebody had to leak that to try and get the Texans to not take them or something. I, that's the only thing that could have been going on there. That's my conspiracy well, theory. But to well, get... apparently if, if they had not taken him, the Titans were going to trade up to three and, and pick him. So <laughs> maybe, maybe that's, that's who leaked it. The Titans, who knows division <laughs> rivals at that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but no, I like what they did. I mean, the two-three pick. Will Anderson's a great player too. So I'm, I really like what they did. I was a little shocked because I was actually at the bar and saw that, and I was like, "Whoa, okay." Yeah. I wasn't paying attention at all, but looked up and saw that they traded up and got Will Anderson. I was like, "All right, good for them." Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, I, I can't call myself a Texans fan. Like I'm, you know, Cowboys through and through. But um, I, I, I don't take take like joy in their misery <laughs> like i feel like like they've they've been down for a little bit now we actually went to a game last year against the chiefs and there was like maybe 17 texan fans there and the rest were chiefs <laughs> and um it's it just it's just tough and you know i think they did like the things they did in the draft are what you want to see as a fan base like you don't want you know like people talk about the quarterbacks coming out next year and that's all well and good but you can't put your franchise through another season of just, Hey, we're going to tank again and get the first pick. Cause we, this is the guy that we really believe in. Like do, do, do something that's going to like show your, your fans that you're actually trying to win. And I think the, I think Houston should be happy with that. But what do you think um, about them taking Anderson and not waiting to get JSN later on and then pair Stroud and JSN together? Um, if, if um, if this was a different receiver class, I would agree. But uh, and, and I love JSN, but I don't think he is a Jamar Chase, uh, Jalen Waddle, Justin Jefferson type. I think he's going to be very good. But um, now, if this was next year, they may have traded up to get the other Ohio State receiver <laughs> and pair yeah. him with CJ. Because uh, pe- like people are already mocking him to go number two overall next year. And, well, uh, I'm not uh, saying JSN with the two. Just didn't they have like some pick in the they, teams? They, they, they had twelve. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They, they had twelve. Um, I think that that would have been fine. But um, you know, I think they they they, they desperately needed uh, some kind of pass rusher, and uh, they went and got the best one. And, you know, and it, it, like two years ago, 
uh, Anderson was just flat out dominant in college football. He had like 37 tackles for loss and just tore it up. So um, they gave up a lot, but, you know, coming away from your draft with Stroud and Will Anderson, and they picked uh, a nice receiver from U of H uh, in like the second round, I think, or third round, maybe uh, Tank Dell. So um, there's some receiver help there. Oh, and they signed uh, Dalton Schultz from the Cowboys uh, in the offseason. So they got they got all something going. You know, they got their, their left tackle back, Laramie Tunsil. So um, I don't know. I mean, I've, if, if I'm a Texans fan, I'm satisfied with, with what they did. And, uh, you know, just keep on keep on firing bullets. I mean, they, they'll they have the Browns pick next year. It's, uh, they're rooting for the Browns to, you know, go 0-17. <laughs> <But laughs> um, I so think yeah. we all are, though. <laughs> um, re- real quick, uh, as a Cowboys fan, I'll, I'll use my platform here to talk about the Cowboys for a minute. <laughs> but I have uh, lambasted the Cowboys for – the last decade for uh, completely neglecting the uh, nose tackle position or the one tech, if you will, that big beefy guy in the middle that mucks it up and can, you know, shut down the run game for opponents, um, do some damage in in the backfield. Uh, They have just not drafted that guy for forever. And they've had chances to. So when this draft came around, the guy they ended up picking, Mozzie Smith from Michigan, I'm like, oh, he'd be perfect. They're not going to pick him. They hate they hate players like him. They don't want to they don't want to draft him. <laughs> so when they got on the clock, and there's actually some other really good players on, on the board, and they drafted Mozzie Smith, um, I was I was ecstatic. So um, that's what I think when you play teams like the Eagles and the 49ers that have you know really dominant offensive lines, uh, they got pushed around a little bit and. You know, bringing in a guy like Mozzie that's going to, you know, help stiffen up the run defense and uh, and free up those edge rushers. I mean, you got Micah freaking Parsons. And, you know, if three guys are, are blocking Micah on every play, you know, you need the other guys to show up and do something. So <laughs> that's that's that was my favorite pick they made. Um, I like the tight end pick in the second round, uh, Schoonmaker. Um, but also, this is a college football show. They picked Deuce Vaughn in the sixth round, uh, formerly of my college fantasy team, uh, total stud running back from Kansas state, all five foot, six inches of him. Um, love, love me some Deuce Vaughn. Sad that he can't wear 22 in, in Dallas because of Emmett Smith. But, um, his, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the video going around, uh, his dad is like VP of scouting for, for Dallas. And, um, he got to like call him when they picked him and say, Hey, like, uh, do you want to come to work with me next week? Cause we're picking you. <laughs> it was, if you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's a super, super cool, super emotional video. Um, but love that. Love that for my team. He's a great player. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I can't doubt what the Cowboys do in the draft anymore. Like they make me look like a fool every year. So like they'll pick some guy and I'll be like, Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a stupid pick. And the guy is a pro bowler that his, his, his rookie season. So, um, uh, I'll just withhold judgment until <laughs> until we see this this fall. But uh, I'm feeling good, um, which I shouldn't, because when I feel good about a team, they tank and uh, <laughs> everything blows up in my face. So um, the way it'll go, Dallas will miss the playoffs, and 
A&M will make the playoffs <laughs> if, 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 we can, if we could be so lucky. Well, we don't have to get as lucky when we expand to 12 teams. That's right. Uh, thank you for that segue, Hayden. Um, you got it. <laughs> so as, as we've uh, discussed on here, uh, 2024 is going to be a just complete wild year in college football uh, with the moves of Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC USC, UCLA to the, to the Big Ten. Sorry, I almost said Big 12. Um, and then the expansion of the playoff to 12 teams. Uh, well, they came out, uh, them being the committee, they came out and announced um, uh, what dates these games are going to be on because we really don't know what we didn't know before. But um, the first round of the playoff games, so you've got, you know, Thanksgiving is that last week of the season. And then uh, following that, the conference championship games. And then for 2024, those first round games are going to be played uh, at the home stadiums of the higher seeds. And uh, one game will be December 20th, which is a Friday, and then three games on Saturday on the 21st. Um, love, love the home sites. You know, I'm, I'm glad they kept that in. I uh, cannot wait for AM to host one of those, uh, which is not totally unrealistic i feel like we should expect to do that you know in the in the near future but um i like that it's not well it's i like that it's easy to or somewhat easy to schedule your travel around um it's gonna be tough with the holidays like if you're say if a&m was playing a road game the first round at you know penn state uh it may be tough for us to get up there you know <laughs> like it may be tough hey we're going to fly out the Thursday before Christmas and go <laughs> and go to, to, you know, happy Valley, Pennsylvania and watch our college team. And then, you know, try to get back in time for, you know, to be with our families. Um, also as your, as your team moves on, like you, you can't really go to every one, you know, I mean, if you're, you know, work at Edward Jones, maybe you can, but um, <laughs> us, 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 us commoners, I mean, <laughs> But but for real, I mean, like you've got like say you're in the SEC championship game, and then you're in, in the you know first of you know potentially four playoff games. <laughs> like you you got to pick your spots. I mean, if it's at home, you know that's fantastic. But if you got to go to you know the Peach Bowl or somewhere like that, you know, they make it a little bit pricey. And Sutton has a great point. Uh, imagine the ticket prices for those first on-campus playoff games. Um, the city of College Station should be very happy if we ever host one of those because <laughs> they are going to make a killing. Yeah, I, I agree with the the problems with travel on that, but that's that comes with the territory on anything. Any bowl games? I mean, bowl games are still around that time, anyways. People still travel to bowl games, so I think it would depend on, like, if we went to the first round and we were going to play somewhere that I have no interest in going then it wouldn't be worth it we went to Penn State well okay yeah I'm gonna make it a point to right to go travel there um but if we go to a place that I'm just have no interest in seeing then <laughs> we'll uh we'll skip all of that holiday travel um <laughs> Well, especially if it's like a fellow SEC team that we've like already been to a bunch, like right. If you have to play it like Florida or somewhere like that, you'd be like, yeah. oh, "Well, I've been there, so 
that that would be my almost one of my only arguments for not making a case to go. It's like, oh, well, I've already been to that stadium. I, I've already been there. I know what that's like. Yeah. yeah. Almost any of those, any of the other schools that would, you know, have a college program that would be making, making the playoffs are going to have a campus that I'm probably going to want to visit. I agree. I agree. But so, if we were playing Colorado, it's like, okay, well, I've been there. Well, you know, <laughs> in, in two, three years, that could, that could be a possibility. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, there's very few, like, like I said, the very few. Schools. I agree with I, you there. I, I I th- what I like about the actually having the expansion now is like with those added eight teams, you get all these additional teams that you don't normally get to see in the playoffs. Right. And you get you get these matchups that you don't normally see unless it's a, uh, I mean, you, I guess you get the bowl games, but whatever, it's a bowl game and the players are sitting out. So it's not, doesn't mean anything. Now it means something. Yeah. You know, it, it's going to draw a lot more eyes to it. I think. Yeah. I would, I would hope that there would be more matchups of teams that don't normally play each other. I could see like, Oh, Texas A&M is playing TCU and Oh, great. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but but so, like let's say let's say that both of us made it. I'd love to see a matchup of A and M versus Penn State and TCU versus USC, you know, or something. Yeah, to that degree. Well, like especially like the more I, th- I think about this, you know, it, it is likely to be like if we're going on the road, you know, like to a higher seed. That's pr- like you said, it's probably a pretty good program. That's yeah, and and, and likely one that we haven't seen. So like so, so for example, like here's who hosted uh, last year. Well, and some of these are. SEC, but uh, if we had a 12 team last year, these would have had home games. Um, it's Alabama, Ohio State, uh, Tennessee, and TCU. Um, obviously, Bama and Tennessee. Um, I haven't been to both of those, but you know, I'll be at Tennessee this year. I'll be at Bama, you know, sometime in the near future. But um, save yourself a trip. If uh, well, <laughs> hopefully it goes better than that trip went. <laughs> but uh, if we're you know in a playoff game. You know, at Ohio State, like, oh my God, like, I've never been to a game there. It's on my bucket list, and you know, A and M is not very likely to schedule them in the non-con, so it's kind of a, you know, it's a rare opportunity to go to that campus and see your team play up there. Um, but you know, you have to make it work with with the with the travel plans and logistics and things like that. No doubt. Um. It, it would have been cool to see, or it, I guess it would be cool to see like teams in the same state, like play each other. Like you know, if we played at TCU or you know, like the regionals got, on baseball. Yeah, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and not saying that they have to see it that way, but like because uh, you know you don't want rematches. And you know, looking at last year's, uh, you know potential bracket there was one rematch you know it's penn state at ohio state the other ones are super exciting usc at alabama k-state at tennessee and then tulane at tcu not to dog on tcu but tulane could have taken them in that matchup i mean that that would have been a very exciting football game uh, you know and then the winner goes to play utah you know you could have tulane in the in the final four so that I feel like that weekend, and I want to hear what you guys think. Like that, that first weekend of those first round playoff games, is that going to be looked forward to with the same excitement as 
or similar excitement as the first March Madness weekend to where like, hey, like these aren't the best of the best teams, but these are very closely matched teams. And you could see some upsets. You could see a 12 beat a five or a, you know, 11 beat a 12 or a whatever it is, 11 beat a six. <laughs> I, I, almost definitely. De- I, yeah, I would I'd say the same. You're, you're in a month-long foot uh, drought of football after Thanksgiving ends. There's meaningless bowl games going on that whole time that you're maybe you watch, but again, they don't mean anything. So then you get four games in one weekend of, oh my God, these teams that usually probably aren't ever going to play each other are now going to play each other, and you know there's going to be an upset. So of those four, it's almost guaranteed, in my opinion, that at least one of them will have an upset, most right. likely two. Yeah. And it, it, I would I would go so far as to say I think it would be more exciting in the first week of the March Madness simply because, well, like look at the list of teams that would have played there, right? There's with college football, there's always that five through eight, at least, that people are trying to make a contention for that they deserve to be in there. So I don't think there's going to be games where people are like, oh, yeah, I don't know. This is this is kind of boring uh, it, because it's going to be composed of nothing but teams that should have been in contention for playoff all these years when they were top 12. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and just as an example, I mean, last year you would have had USC at Alabama. I mean, that's that, that's like a ratings bonanza right there. Oh, definitely. <laughs> like, like it, it, it'd probably be in the primetime slot, you know, in one of the night slots. So, like, everyone's tuning into that. Like, everybody wants to see, you know, a, a team from out west like USC play this, you know, team that's been a dynasty in Alabama. And it's, and it's there, like – Alabama has a home game and their fans get to get jazzed up for that. The USC fans get to visit there and it's, it's going to make for for some incredible atmospheres. And I want to apologize in advance to my family members because when these games are going on, yeah, I'm watching every second of these games because I said it earlier, but just to reiterate on Friday, there's one game on Saturday. There's three, there's three playoff games on Saturday. It's just, it's, it's going to be an all day affair. Like even, when we've had the playoff semifinals in the past, that's just two games. Yeah. You got your three thirty and you know, the, the night game, but uh, this, like you're going to have, I'm assuming you're, you're going to have you know, the whole college game day set up. You know, they're, they're going to go to one of the locations and it's just going to be like a normal weekend or like a, just a souped up weekend of the regular season where you're like, Hey, like it's the, it's the freaking playoffs. You know, <laughs> we've got college football right before Christmas and we, like, we don't have to wait to, a month to watch our team play again. Yeah, I I feel like that's going to be all of us. I think you're going to get more viewership on these games than you would in bowl games, especially the early bowl games. Because there's a lot of those bowl games that I I don't even end up watching. Oh, or, yeah. Because there's so many of them, and it goes for so long that I just kind of lose track on what game is when, and uh, I'll miss some of them. Well, the fir- well, yeah, well, and the first one will be on like a Wednesday at two o'clock. And I'm like, I had no idea this game was even happening today. Like it yeah. wasn't advertised, <laughs> you know? Oh, there's been times where I've been like sitting at my desk and I'm like, 
oh wait, there's a game on, and I'll, I'll go to watch <laughs> it, and then start watching it in, in the middle of the day. So uh, I think there will be a lot more eyes turned to these games. I would like to see – I don't know if it's possible, logistically speaking, but I feel like it would be. I would like to see them implement some sort of rule that on the first round you can't play somebody that was from your conference. So like if you look at the if you look up the at the mock up here, it would have been Ohio State versus Penn State that first round, just because it was six and eleven. But I would I would much rather it say, Oh, but you can't play your own conference, so it's gonna be Ohio State, Tennessee, ver, or Ohio State, Kansas State versus Tennessee and Penn State. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, like yeah. split it to where you don't like you try to avoid at all costs a rematch. Yeah. Yeah, I think especially in the first round, I think they will at least try to go out of their way to avoid that. Um, and I think like, they'll probably rank them on the back end. Right. Like, oh, well, Ohio State's six, but let's just put them seven. You yeah. know, <laughs> that way it like, didn't happen. Yeah. Like the uh, committee put this out and it's got, you know, Penn State at Ohio State, but. They, they they could have fudged the numbers a bit and sent you know sent Penn State to you know somewhere else like sent them to mm-hmm. to Alabama or somewhere like that which you know that sucks for them but <laughs> you, you have to play a tougher team but uh, I think yeah it makes for better you know, for better television um, well uh, unless they want to intentionally show a a rematch a Tennessee Alabama rematch this year would have been huge. Yeah, it would have, and you know, even this past year in the in the playoff that we had, people were like, "We might get Ohio State, Michigan in the title game," and it's going to break every you know TV record that we've ever had. Um, so there's there's potential for like if it's like a you know a rivalry like that. Obviously, like if you get Alabama Auburn in the playoff, like that's going to be exciting. <laughs> but yeah. you know, you know, Penn yeah. State, Ohio State, they're same division and whatnot, but. Um, it's not, it's not bitter enough to be that exciting. It's more like, oh, like these teams already played each other. Like that's not that exciting. Yeah, I I agree. But see, that's where, let's say Texas was in the, in the top. Like we were going to play Texas first round. Would you rather play Texas first round, or would you rather them be on the opposite side of the bracket and us play all the way through and then play each other? Right, and, you know, in that same kind of vein. Like, what if you just played them on Thanksgiving and then you right. play them again, like, you know, four At weeks Christmas. later? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be real good for those, uh, those houses divided. <laughs> There's going to be murders in Texas over that. <laughs> the Red River, or not the Red River, uh, the uh, Lone Star Deja Vu. Yeah. Like, weren't we just together? Didn't yep. we just see y'all a month ago and we were eating turkey as well? And and weren't we watching this game together? <laughs> we're going to put the word shootout back in the round for you now. <laughs> <laughs> shootout round two. Uh, but no, that, just talking about this is getting me is getting me fired up. Like, uh, obviously, I'm excited for this, this the upcoming season, but um, it, I. I, I kind of understand why people dog on this, but, but I think once you expand it to four, 
it, it couldn't have stopped there. Like it, it didn't make any sense to, I think either you have two or you have many like this and, you know, maybe it's not perfect, but at least it gives you some of the games on campus. You know, it gives you, I think fair matchups. It gives you incentives. Like we've talked about, you know, you win your conference, you might get a bye week You know, if you don't win your conference, but you win enough games, you could host a playoff game and boost your, you know, your ticket sales and your community and stuff like that. And, you know, just have the benefit of playing a home game. So I, I don't know. The, the whole thing is just, it's just super exciting to me and I'm excited to watch it play out. Yeah, so, I am so, so what I don't really think I've understood this yet. Why have they announced it for 24 and 25 only? Are they doing like a two, two year trial and then going to tweak it after that? Or what's the deal? That's a great point. Um, and I meant to write that down and I didn't. So thank you for bringing that up. But um, so the current deal runs through 2025. Um, like back when they were trying to hash all this out uh, last summer and it got uh, it got voted down, um, it had to be unanimous because it was like uh, a new deal. Um, well, like they like the commissioners voted against it and they came back and they all voted for it. Um, and you know, I think the television wise, ESPN uh, has control of it through 2025. After that, it goes back up for bid, and ESPN can bid on it, Fox can bid on it, whoever else wants to get on the action, Amazon, Apple TV can bid on it if they want to, and just you know pay a few billion dollars if they're if they're so inclined. But I think this is these next two years or like twenty four and twenty five is all they really have uh, a good grasp of what what like what it'll look like, and they can work with ESPN to kind of you know plan that out and, and figure out where to put these games um the other part is you know the quarterfinals those are going to be well the quarterfinals and the semifinals are going to rotate between those those new year six games so fiesta peach bowl rose sugar orange and cotton um and the quarterfinals are at the time slots where the semis used to be so uh the first one will be on new year's eve and the the next three on New Year's Day, uh, Rose Bowl, obviously, you know, their big thing is playing on New Year's Day at five o'clock and they don't want to, you know, stop doing that. But that's kind of their thing. Um, and in the semis, I think we talked about this before the show, but um, the semifinals are Thursday and Friday. And that leads into the wild card playoff for the NFL. So you'll have a playoff game of some sort. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, you know, once again, that's just going to be uh, an, an entire event of just, you know, something to look forward to and, and get excited about. No doubt about it. I'm, I wish it was this season because yeah, I'm, just, I'm just ready to <laughs> see it. Plus, inevitably, we'll end up at number 12 this season, and... <laughs> No, Jim, we'll end up Jimbo in the will go on a tie. And, and, and Texas will be five. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think maybe an underrated point of this, at least maybe by some folks, is this is going to – like people think that an expanded playoff is going to hurt the regular season and, and you know, devalue it. And I, I think there's some merit to that. Like – I think we all love college football because every game matters. You know, if you drop a game, 
you might be out of it. You know, like if you like say if you're gearing up for a big year and your quarterback gets hurt, Trevor Lawrence or has COVID, what you know, whatever it was, and uh has to miss a game and you lose, like, hey, like that puts things in doubt and that that could derail, you know, your entire season. And like it's really freaking hard to win a championship in college football. You need everything to go right. And I think with it being at 12, even the teams that have little to no shot of winning the whole thing, they still get to enjoy like, Hey, like we're in the hunt, you know, like we, we have a chance to get into the playoffs and then, you know, anything can happen, which is true. Anything could happen. And it's just opening. It's opening the doors to more teams. And, you know, maybe you've got, you know, a, a seven and three Minnesota team that's, you know, trying to get to 10 wins and get in the playoffs for the first time. You know, that's, that's going to energize those fan bases. That's something to look forward to. Well, that's, that's where I would, I would disagree wholeheartedly from somebody that says that it'll devalue the, the main season because what, what devalues the season more when losing your first two games and then exactly. now you know you have no shot, and so you don't care anything about the season. You don't watch any of any football like you normally do, or sticking through that. And you went ten and two, but you lost your first two games. Yeah, you know. But um, your team got hot at the end. Yeah, right, right. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. So so I think it values the season more because it values the season, not the first couple games. Yeah, and and so. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's a, a better opportunity to improve the seasons, and and the other part of that is everybody saying that this is the only sport that we don't have that, like yeah, the only the exactly. only level of any sport like why are you why aren't we saying that about the NFL why aren't we saying like <laughs> oh we need to get rid of the playoff because it devalues the season you know why are you saying this isn't going to make it a preseason, you know, yeah. it's not going to, that's the way people think is that it's going to be like a preseason game in NFL and it's not, it's, it's still a regular season. So, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with that mentality. Uh, I think it will value the season more because you'll have more opportunity and you can, you can lose one game and still, still go and become the best, best team, you know? Yeah. Um, I think I think that argument mainly comes from like like some of the old heads in college football, like people that you know. And and this is probably this is the way they grew up watching football. That's that's totally fine. But it was all about the big bowl games, like a a a, a successful year for you know a team like Wisconsin or someone like that was you know winning the Big Ten, winning the Rose Bowl, and you know that's a great year. Like it doesn't matter if you win the whole thing it's all about you know winning that big time bowl game that's all well and good but th this is a freaking competitive sport like i want our team to be number 1 i want them to be the, the like the very best and <laughs> i want them to prove that against the rest of the country like the, all the other teams so yeah so to your point there that was when when they didn't have a championship game it yeah, was just exactly. you went to a bowl game and like good for you you went you went eight and four and yeah. you got to go to this bowl game and you thumbed a ride over there and, and you know, whatever, I mean, great, but you, 
you still weren't near as good as this other team over here. Yeah, but we were the best in our region. Yeah. Great. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful for you. Well, well, you should have played this other team that we all voted number one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and now so, we have three teams sharing the title and they all put it on their, on their, on their stadiums. And... It's, it's the same way with everything where people look on the past lovingly and the future begr- begrudgingly like, Oh, it's going to be so bad. No, it's going to be, it's going to be great. This is going to, it's going to ruin the sport. Sports ruined. Yeah. Think about how many people are like now, now suddenly being like, no, the, why are we expanding to 12? Four is perfect. <laughs> You not remember like ten years ago when the idea of four was gonna four ruin was the college devil. football? Yeah, I can't. Can you imagine going back to two? It it uh, just doesn't. It doesn't even seem seem feasible anymore. Yeah, you know. Um, and like, there's gonna come a day where twelve is the same way. Yeah. So I don't know if I could see that. What where where twelve is like the standard, and you can't imagine going back to four teams. No, no, no. I could see us even retracting back to eight, honestly. Because whenever that eight format came out that everybody was talking about last summer, I thought that that was a decent format. Twelve, I think, is great. I don't have a problem with that. But I'm like, where do, where do you stop? Yeah. How how big can it get before it gets too big? I think twelve is is good because you could get, you could essentially get two teams from every Power Five conference and then two group of five teams well one of them's got to be notre dame they're free ride so yeah 11 yeah but they they can never get a bye week because they're not in a conference that's true it's like the highest they could ever be is five and host a a game which is i'm sure they're fine with that like i think they understand that but um i think i think maybe the business the, the biggest benefit of this is just knowing how the teams are picked like they make it very clear, hey, the top six ranked conference champions, like of the conference championship games, are getting selected for this. The other six are, are going to be at large, and we're going to pick them, you know, how we see fit. Which is going to be, you know, I'm sure someone somewhere will will be upset about some team being twelve or being thirteen instead of twelve, and you know, the like people need something to yell about. But I feel like at large, people aren't going to be that upset if. You know, Tulane gets in a twelve over a, four, a three loss Auburn team, you know, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, the the arguments are a lot different though between arguing at four and five and twelve and thirteen though. There's, exactly. There's, the, yeah. At four and five, you're splitting hairs between. You know, you, you we were just talking about. You have to have basically this perfect season just to even make it to the playoff. Now at twelve thirteen, you're looking at a two three loss season, maybe even. It's like, okay, well, who were their losses and how did you can actually start picking a team apart right. and find their weaknesses as opposed to, well, you know, this guy was a little sick on that day. And yeah. Well, they lost a game. They played a full SEC schedule, but they lost to Alabama. Yeah. yeah. And they got beat by a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. What? So they're ineligible for the, yeah. for the playoff this year. Yeah. So, but if it's like, well, they lost to Alabama. And they lost to Auburn, and and they lost to Lamar University. Okay, yeah, they're they're out of here, you know. Um, Just just for some uh, some context here, uh, number thirteen last year would have been uh, Florida State, 
behind uh actually sorry it would have been Washington so that's that, that's a little bit trickier because uh Tulane was actually 16th but since they were a conference champion they would have bumped out Washington um and Washington had a fine year but I mean you know don't lose to don't lose to UCLA and don't lose to hang on I know this is horrible podcasting but they lost to somebody bad last year they like shouldn't have lost to Yeah, I don't remember. They lost to Arizona State. Yeah. If you want to be in the playoff, don't lose to Arizona State. So there you, you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> um, but I think uh like the perfect example of a team that you know lost their first game, stumbled one other time against a, a good opponent and was on fire down the stretch was 2012 A&M with, with Johnny. I mean, that – like, we've gone back and talked about what the playoff would have looked like. I think in this kind of format, A&M would have uh, actually had a rematch with LSU in Death Valley um, in the first week. I mean, that's going to get people fired up. And, uh, you know, it's I know that's been, you know, 11 years ago now. <laughs> But uh, it, it's college football. Like, you're going to have a team like that, a team that gets, you know, uh, Heisman-level quarterback play out of nowhere. Like, think of, of Louisville with Lamar like, with, with, with uh, Lamar Jackson back in the day. Like, teams like that are going to be in the playoff now instead of just Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama and whoever else is recruiting the best. So, all in all, I mean, I think it's an excellent – it's an excellent upgrade and it's going to make the sport that much more fun. And it's going to lead to A&M getting into the playoff more often than they have so far, which is zero times. I hope so. (laughs) We'll see. Jury's still out on that. The jury is out. There's no doubt. Sorry. I didn't mean to rhyme that. I thought it didn't say it, but I'm just going to let it go. Um, anything else? Uh, I guess lastly, the, uh, championship game would be a week later than it typically is. It's usually on like the 11th, 12th, uh, of January, which is a Monday night. In, in these scenarios, it's January 20th, which is close to my birthday, uh, and January 19th. So still on a Monday night, uh, for these, uh, for these, uh, two years. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean. It's like, like Chase said, I wish it was this year because I think they, for once, for once, the people in charge of things did something right, which <laughs> hardly ever happens. Like it's, it would have been perfectly easy for, you know, commissioners and whoever else to just completely crap on this and just not push it through for the sake of being contrarians, but they, they got it done and it'll be here and a year's time. I'm, I'm stoked about it. I'm looking forward to it. I, once they announced it, I was, I'm like y'all said, I wish it was this year. I wish it was happening right now, even though we're not even in football season. I want to see, you know, I, I can't wait for that first week of wild card games or semifinals, whatever they're first round. They're going to need to come up with some sort of name for that. Yeah, they will. They'll need to. But I think 
I think this was probably the best the best thing they could have done as far as the dates go um, and trying to uh, not clash with the NFL as much as possible. So, um, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm just, I'm just repeating myself, but I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it very much. Uh, anything else from, from you guys before we get out of here? I don't think so. It's, I saw it earlier today. I think it's 122 days until New Mexico State. Many days until September second, one twenty-two, and counting. So we'll be here with you, uh, not every week, but many of these weeks between now and then. Um, <laughs> believe we had a uh, company meeting <laughs> earlier today to uh, switch to Tuesday nights uh, going forward. Um, TBD on our next one. Uh, we need to get with that and, and discuss that, but. Uh, some things that we're working on, we're very excited about, and uh, as we get into the summer, you know that excitement just continues and continues to build for for the current season. So, um, the portal is closed, but there's plenty of players out there. A and M's got spots; they're going to try to attack that. And uh, yeah, fall camp will be here before we know it. But for Hayden Garland, that's at P O T U S, uh, Chase Caldwell, and myself, Will Stone. Uh, this is the Ineligibles podcast. Thank, thanks for listening. We will see you next time. May the fourth be with you. God. <laughs> Where's the button? <laughs> <laughs>